0: Hi, I'm Nate Flax. I'm Noah Longworth-McGuire. And, and this, this is Talking, Talking Lion.
1: Lion. Talking Lion is an artist-to-artist interview podcast where we talk to our friends about life, music, and everything in between.
0: Most of the time, we're artists ourselves, a duo called Sleeping Lion. But we started this podcast to dive deeper into what it means to be an artist and creative. If you're a fan of us, our podcast, or our community, feel free to join our Discord at sleepinglionmusic.com Discord. Now on with the show.
1: We recorded this episode with our new friend Isabel Pless.
0: We first connected with Isabel through a mutual friend, her manager Tori, after finding her music on TikTok. Though we'd exchanged DMs a bit, this was our first real conversation.
1: We recorded this remotely, following the release of Isabel's singles, Bechtel Test, and More to
0: Give. A thoughtful person and an incredibly poetic lyricist, we hope you enjoy our interview with Isabel Pless. So without further ado,
2: I'm Isabel Pless and this is Talking Lion. Well, hey. Hi.
0: (laughs) Nice to finally meet you. Yeah, (laughs) you too.
2: So good to be here.
0: We've heard just a lot of wonderful things about you from all of our mutual friends, (laughs) which are getting more and more by the day. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Same here. Um, and then, like I said, my, my partner is a big fan of yours. And that's how we first heard you was Bechtel test making the rounds on on the TikTok verse. Mm-hmm. You just you got an incredible, incredible voice. As I said, Thank we had Jordy you. on the podcast yesterday and and he was saying how, how much of a fan he was. And so it's just nice to I'm gushing a little bit, but it's nice to finally meet you because I'm a big fan. Like, I just I love your writing style. And we're going to talk about it later. But like, I love the way you write so much.
2: Thank you so much. That means a lot to me. <laughs> i really appreciate it
0: <laughs> how's your day going so far and uh and where are you calling in from
2: uh it's going pretty well um i'm calling in from just outside of boston i'm originally from vermont but i go to school oh shit. yeah i go to school in massachusetts
0: where in Vermont are you originally from?
2: I'm from a really small town called Jericho. It's like 20 minutes from Burlington, if you know where that is. It's like up north.
0: I remember, cause I'm from a little bit outside of New York, like outside of the city. And I yeah. remember my favorite part of driving to Vermont is that my dad would always pull over. And there's always this like, you know, long drives, about four hours. My dad would always pull over, no matter how cold it was. And we'd all get out of the car and look up at the sky because you could see all the stars. Yeah,
2: there's like no light like, pollution.
0: Yeah, it was just such a novel thing to do, you know? Yeah. How long have you been in Boston for? Or outside of Boston. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I'm a senior. So it's been four years. I was virtual last year during my junior year, but um, right. good uh, final semester that's happening. So
0: the slightest bits of a college experience. Yeah. yeah. Three
2: years. <laughs> we can pretend. Are you, that's studying, enough.
0: are you studying music?
2: No, I study linguistics. So it's Ooh. like, yeah, it's like sort of related to lyrics, I guess, but definitely not like the composition, a little more side.
0: sciencey. Yeah, a little more technical. But I mean, it's I, I love we, it. We're, we're obsessed with it. Yeah, fascinating
1: field.
2: I'm really glad.
0: <laughs> Maybe you can explain why I say certain words the way I do. Noah has commented on the fact that I say important with a D.
2: Oh, interesting. <laughs> That's
0: a fun one. Important.
2: Important. Yeah. Important. Yeah, I guess maybe I do too a little bit. Important, interesting. Maybe it's well. Cool. Honestly,
1: I think I think the way that me and a lot of other people say important is weirder because it's important. And there's not really a consonant; oh, yeah. like it's, it kind of gets swallowed. Important. Yeah,
2: you're right. Important. 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 It's just like it's this more weird... like a glottal thing. Yeah, interesting.
0: Yeah, it's like a, yeah, exactly. That's yeah. I don't. I don't know. I'm also like I'm from New York, but mm-hmm. like I have a little bit of a New York accent on some things and a little bit not on another. So it definitely. I don't know. I'm. I. I love why how people say things. Like that's. Yeah. You know, and I both went down linguistic rabbit holes. And I, I
1: want a sure. linguist to explain why my mom is from the South, my dad is from the Midwest. I grew up in Africa and <laughs> Italy, and I sound like a from the east coast oh
2: my god that's insane <laughs> yeah,
1: i want to know that yeah, yeah. I, i've spent my whole life wondering that fascinating and also just this is less of a linguistics question more of a personal question but why don't i have a south african accent i know the answer to this but it, i think about it all the time yeah, yeah what your is mom the was answer? like no the answer is my mom didn't want me to sound like a like a working class like rhodesian person oh
2: interesting so would she I like correct up. your speech
1: yeah she would correct my, my speech and oh, my wow. like uh and, my, and the accent a little bit because wow. she wanted me to sound american yeah it, you know reminded her of home which I get, I totally get
0: that from yeah. a parent perspective. But how cool would it be if I sounded South African? <laughs> yeah.
2: That's fascinating.
0: Can I share a linguistic, very slightly linguistic story that has to do with a puppy?
2: Please, please do.
0: So I showed you that we have Ollie, mm-hmm. the collie, our four month old pup, and our friend trains, and our friend agreed to help train him a little bit. So yeah. she came over to like go over all the commands that we had taught and all that stuff. And she's from Texas. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't have like a fully like Texas accent but like you can hear it on some things a yeah. little bit. And so she's going through them and she goes "Paw?" And Ollie doesn't do anything. She goes "Paw?" He doesn't do it. He's looking at her very confused. And I'm like, "You know, this is this might be crazy, but maybe try saying it like "Paw?" Yeah. And she goes "Paw?" <laughs> and and Ollie puts out his paw. "We have a New York dog somehow."
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> He picked up on the vowel change. The vowel
0: change, yeah. So that warmed my heart. Yeah. yeah. yeah you
2: know. <laughs> tells um, you that they're listening.
0: He's such a smartie. I could talk about Ollie all podcast, which I won't. I will say that, like I said, I had a bit of a tough morning because I woke up to Ollie. Um, how do I keep this PG on the podcast? Mm. Eating his own <laughs> excrement. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> in his crate this morning. I swear we walk him plenty, but for some reason. That's how I woke up at six in the morning you today. I just had to go. You just, you Puppies was are
2: something else.
0: They are truly. Uh, <laughs> how's your morning going? I hope you're having a better morning than I am.
2: Yeah, it's pretty good. You know, the news is <laughs> not great, but. Um, oh, God. Yeah. You know, going as best as it can, I think.
0: It's just, it's. I feel like I tweeted today that we seamlessly transitioned from unprecedented times to precedented times. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's funny. <laughs> like, it just feels like every fucking day or week, there's like a new historical. Yep. It's just this fucking world is very bleak. It's yeah. very bleak.
2: You yeah, know? definitely. Um, I was having a conversation with my friend this morning and she was like, how many more historical events do you think we'll have to live through like in the next like year? And I was like, hmm, oh God. what a good question.
0: Can I ask when you were born? Like what year?
2: Yeah, I was born 2000.
0: Okay, so you at least got 9-11 under your belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: I don't remember it, but it was there.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was in kindergarten. You know, yeah. Uh, we're we're ninety ninety six. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, nineteen ninety six babies. Yeah. But yeah, it's just been, it feels like it's really been one thing after another. Like, I think that everybody has this brain fog, either literally because they've gotten COVID or brain fog from just like having to desensitize yourself. Like, if you feel everything that happens, the way that I feel like other generations just sort of inherently did, Mm -hmm. we'd have a, uh, I mean, we are having a collective mental breakdown as a
2: society.
0: Our leaders do not pass the Bechtel test.
2: (laughs) (laughs) They do not.
0: (laughs) They do not. Why can't they just all play a, a game of poker <laughs> to determine who gets territory?
1: That feels so much more apocalyptic. Like I know there's <laughs> skill involved, but also the variance involved. But it, less, having, less death. I guess less. De- yeah, I guess in lieu of war. In,
0: yeah. What's yeah? yeah. What, there's no variance in war.
1: No, I mean, there's plenty of variance in war. I guess it's just like uh, I don't know. <laughs>
0: No, it just doesn't like my my idea for a poker based government.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have certain reservations. Now. I'll take certain reservations. Yeah, but I agree. Know. I agree. Compared to war, perhaps a more sensical system. We, yeah.
0: we prefer we prefer walk in seating, but we I'll take your reservation. Nice.
2: Yeah, at this point, I'll take drawing straws or something. Like I don't. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just pure
2: randomness. Yeah. But
1: Putin and Biden play duck duck goose. <laughs> duck duck goose. Yeah. Just flip a coin to see yeah. who has who has uh, those, the yeah. most money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I have qualms with that actually. Yeah. There's not enough skill involved in the coin toss. Right. Yeah. And also, I mean, what, but and the, what coin? But are we it, using? <laughs> are we talking a quarter? Are we talking a Russian? No, Bitcoin. Of-
2: oh, of course, crypto. <laughs> yeah. But there's, <laughs> not,
1: but there's also a tremendous amount of skill involved in war. How do you feel about that?
0: Again, I I think that if it was like a, that strategy, very interesting. Not keen on the human life aspect yeah Yeah. you know I don't think that you should learn learn how to like walk and talk and hug and love and then get like killed yeah that's my feelings about it
2: I would agree yeah
0: I'm a pacifist but only when it comes to murder I think everybody should fist fight once in their (laughs) life
2: yes (laughs) I always wanted to throw a punch yeah (laughs) I'll
0: tell you it's it's a it's a life-changing experience What a wild start, <laughs> Isabel Plus.
2: Yeah, good to be here. Uh
0: <laughs> First impressions. This is us. Welcome yeah. to Welcome to Talking Lot. No, this lion. is great.
2: What a time we're living in. Yeah.
0: Truly, truly. What was Vermont like?
2: Vermont <laughs> Vermont is interesting. It's the second smallest state population-wise, so like not a lot happens there. To give you an idea of sort of what it's like, Bernie Sanders will walk down the street and everyone is just like, that's Bernie, hey Bernie. And then you just continue <laughs> on like with your life, so. Have
0: you have you witnessed the burn?
2: I have, I haven't like met him before, but he like will walk down Church Street, which is like in Burlington, there's just like this long main street. And he just like walks to his office and everyone is like, hello, mm-hmm. very small, very community based, lots of hiking. It was a great place to grow up, I love it very much. <laughs>
0: I feel that, I, like I said, my, my hometown's one square mile. So, oh wow! Even though we were close to the city, it was like woods and yeah. a lot of aqueducts and places to just yeah. be in nature. I think I probably missed that, yeah, the most, you know. But I mean, you get a little bit of that outside of Mass, you know. Like Newton is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that's like right near where I am. I go to it like Wellesley's a really small school, so it definitely like maintains that sense of community, which is, that is really the C nice. sea
0: line? Are you on the sea line? <laughs>
2: no, we're.
1: <laughs> or do you have to take the commuter rail out uh, there?
2: Yeah, it's... so there's a commuter rail stop in town, but we have a bus that runs like every hour, so I usually take that. Nice. I'll do it.
0: I just I do love that you are studying linguistics because, and this is I think the best segue I can get into, <laughs> you know, without stumbling on World War Three, but like <laughs> the way you approach your lyrics is my favorite thing. Like one, your meter game is unmatched. Thank like I, I think that one of the things that has frustrated me a lot about um, pop music, especially in like a post Julia Michaels era, like mm. Julia Michaels meter is fantastic. Yeah. And the way she breaks meter is fantastic. But other people who try to do that style of writing wind up tripping over themselves, I think. And what I appreciate about your writing is that you are wordy. Your concepts are extremely complex. But your presentation is clean. Mm -hmm. It is clean. And it's just, I'm a lyric nerd. Like, I'm just, that's the hill I want to die on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what got me into all this in the first place was just the writing side of it. So um, like the actual like word writing side mm-hmm. of it. So I just thought, yeah, I really appreciate where your brain is. I feel like you and me, Giovina similarly have like yeah, these great her. ways of approaching topics that have been tread in like very unique ways. Bechdel test obviously being a, a testament to it, you know, etc. <laughs>
2: I really appreciate that. Um, lyrics are definitely, I think, what I try and put most of my energy and like focus into because they're what I really like. I, I love music in general, but I love lyrics specifically. So that means a lot. <laughs>
0: You can tell. I think you can definitely tell that that's like, I think that you can always see where somebody leans by like what tends to get the spotlight in a song. Mm-hmm. You know, is it the melody? Is it the production? Is it? But you are a wordsmith, I think, in the truest sense. How did you first sort of get into doing the music stuff? Because, you know, as we said, you're not yeah. necessarily like going to college for it, but you're not not going to college for it. You know what I mean? Like it's how did this music stuff enter your life and, and how did you get bitten by the bug?
2: Yeah, Um. I started my dad is an English teacher. And so there was a I big emphasis on literature and writing in my family, but neither of my parents are musicians. So I started out just like as a writer. And then in middle school, I had the opportunity to take free guitar lessons. So I took advantage of that. And then I don't really know why. I think I just I learned about songwriting and I was like, that sounds like something I want to try. And then I don't know, it was just turned into like a way to process my emotions and combine two things I love, which is writing and also music. So I think that's probably how it started. And it was always just for me. Like, I didn't really ever plan on sharing it with the world, but obviously it did did happen (laughs) sort of by chance. So, yeah.
0: And how did you uh, wind up stumbling on on the world of TikTok?
2: Yeah. um, When I was virtual for my junior year last year, or I guess two years ago now, that's crazy, 2020, I was doing school from my bedroom and I was really bored and felt really understimulated. So I posted a clip of a song that I wrote on TikTok and it did like okay and I was like oh people actually you know maybe want to listen to what I have to say and so I kept posting which,
0: which one did you post what was the first post
2: it wasn't even I haven't released it it's like an unreleased I don't know something I wrote a couple years ago and then I posted a clip of my song family tree which is like the first one that got like over I think it got like 30,000 views which you know there are different levels of viral but that was the most views I'd ever seen before
0: well you know I remember the first time I mean not that we've ever done particularly well on. I mean, would We've done well, but not like yeah. the well, well of the mm-hmm. wellness spring. <laughs> 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 but like, you know, anything that goes over a thousand, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, hello. yeah exactly. <laughs> right. You know, maybe I should have thought of a more clever caption, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that's the thing is like we belly ache about TikTok a bit. I think I had a nice cry about it last night. Uh, but okay. like. <laughs> yeah. I do too. Every <laughs> now and then. <laughs> But for what it's worth, too, is like the number of friends that we found yeah. through it. I mean, because it's just, you know, when you find something that is truly lovely, it does stand out. Like that's a testament. You know, I appreciate my partner so much because she knows like the kind of writing I like. So she immediately heard test she sent it over. Tell me about writing that song because it's gorgeous and brilliant. Thank you.
2: I really appreciate that. Um, yeah, that was an interesting song because I was sort of caught up in this other song that I was writing, and it was sort of meant to be a break from that one, just a way to get myself unstuck. And so I wrote the first verse in like 15 minutes on my bedroom floor, and then I posted it on TikTok, not really thinking anything of it. I've been missing appointments and birthdays and sunset. And of course, you like never know when things are gonna blow up and I was like this is right. not gonna do well And then it did exceedingly well um, And I worked on finishing it with my friend Andrew Tufano who lives in Nashville So we did everything virtually and I wrote the He's second- done most
0: of your stuff, right?
2: Yeah, so he helped out with Bechtel Test" and then more to give which just came out and I love
0: more to give It's so good.
2: Thank you And then we finished it and got it out in like less than two months. So it was a really fast process I don't know. It was the first time I think I had a song like get that many streams and that much attention, which was an interesting experience in the sense of like, it didn't really feel super real, especially when it's something that like a song that I liked a lot, and I felt like I wrote it really quickly, and it seemed to resonate with a lot of people. And I was like, "Wow, this is crazy!"
0: (laughs) And you had that, like, the sort of singularly unique experience of this time of people being interested in the song before the song is done. Yeah, Mm -hmm. which I think is fascinating. I think something similar went along with numb Little Bug." You know, like the fact that, like, here it is. You posted this first verse that you did in 15 minutes. I think that that's one of the things I liked about the video was that there wasn't that kind of like there was an an earnestness to how. You because I think that's like what makes your sound great is that there is this like heartfelt earnestness to it. But there wasn't that sort of self-aware earnestness of TikTok of like, yeah. I'm posting this thing now like you did come off very casually in the video. But I think that you know, the fact that the song isn't done. Yeah, you have all this interest in a song that you only had the beginning for did that interest in it affect the songwriting process.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's how a lot of the songs that I put out have worked. That's what happened with most of them, actually, definitely more to give and back to the test. And it's interesting because I feel like it sort of like puts a lot of pressure on you in terms of like, oh, I have to get this finished if I want to put it out and people want it. And, you know, it's scary to be like, what if I don't finish it in a short enough amount of time and people don't want to listen to it when it actually is ready? I don't know. I don't I try not to let it interfere with like the actual lyrics that I'm writing. I think that would really freak me out. But I definitely felt like there was a time crunch if that makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. yeah, definitely. So it didn't yeah, so it didn't like impact the actual well, and that's that's good. and I think that that shows in the writing too. you know I feel like the um pitfall uh, you know in that kind of world is like the mentality of oh, what if I write this thing that somebody's gonna that, that mm. people are gonna like because people are, are watching? but like I said, I think that what I like about your work is that there isn't necessarily like that self-awareness. There's vulnerability but not like awareness of the audience, you know
2: yeah. Thank you. Um, I try to keep it as genuine as possible.
0: <laughs> Bechdel test. Is there? A, you said you started with with the verse. Is there a line in that that you particularly love or stands out for you?
2: I mean, I think it is definitely the Bechdel test line because. It's so edgy and it, it's not normally w- like how I write. And I remember I, I wrote the line of like, I've been watching too many movies that don't pass the Bechdel test. And that makes me feel like a bad feminist.
0: Which the and, fact that you rhyme Bechdel test with feminist <laughs> is perfect. <laughs> Incredible. You. It's how um, she, It's what she would want. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad it works out. And I sent it to like four people and I was like, is this too edgy to post? Like, would people be offended? <laughs> and they were like, no, of course not. I think you should do it. Um, and I'm glad they said that because I wouldn't have done it if they, they hadn't responded or <laughs> not given the affirmation.
0: What movies were you watching at the time?
2: <laughs> um, it's really embarrassing that it was like animated movie. It was like Cars and, <laughs> and
0: like oh, Marvel movies. No. Cars is the best. <laughs> does Cars not pass the Mechal test? That sucks.
2: I, <laughs> I thought it didn't. Someone, I think I posted about it and someone was like, no, there's this one scene where like two female cars talk about their gas levels for like half a second. And I was like, oh my
0: God. But but I, that love, I love, that Wait, but, but do they have a name? Do they have a name?
2: Yeah, it was Sally... And I don't remember the name of of the other car. <laughs> but
0: uh, if they both are named, like if they yeah. both are named in the film, right? Technically, technically that does pass. I just love, I just
1: love that it's like, and this is a very specific case, but I love that we're like gendering the cars. I know they're like gender presenting, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly. Like I know they, I know that, I know they present gender characteristics, and from a film perspective, reading the text, like they are coded as particular genders, and it's yeah. still a very valid approach to adjust them as such <laughs> yeah. in film critique. But it is also on its face so funny that we're talking about cars and the gender of cars and what that means for a feminist critique of the movie yeah. cars like that just that just tickles
0: me in such a nice way <laughs> yeah
2: it's hysterical i don't know
0: <laughs> what i what i think i again i appreciate i mean the fact that your dad's an English teacher is awesome, too. Like, I think I appreciate I can tell that there's like a culture nerd behind the writer, you know, that like, I'm you're not like what you're pulling from is, you know, is your life and writing about it candidly and originally, but also that like you have absorbed how people have expressed themselves throughout mm. the ages. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I know that's like a pretty ridiculous thing, but I can I can almost tell what pop writers are like hip on like Shakespeare and the Punch Brothers mm. and which ones are like only into pop culture, which is fine. Like, yeah. I don't want to be like Fraser Crane on the right on this and be like, well, if you haven't read the classics, then you're whatever. But yeah, it's like, just different, different strokes. Yeah, a different kind of. You can writing. Just tell, you know.
2: Yeah, I appreciate mm. it. And I mean, I I was actually a bookseller for a long time. So like, I don't know. I feel Wait, like literature so cool. has been a really big part of my life, and so it makes me happy when I feel like it comes through my writing.
0: Were you selling books in Vermont?
2: Yeah, yeah. I worked at an indie bookstore. That's oh, so I love cool. That. <laughs> I think. I, like
0: would you say that there was a transferable skill there like is there something that maybe you, like you took from there into the world of music
2: yeah i mean i think customer service really helped me i've had a lot of customer service jobs but like talking to people is a skill and to work in customer service you have to know how to do that so i think like that's been a really big helpful lesson in my life and just to be like surrounded by literature all the time and like words and passages is like such a cool feeling, especially for someone who loves novels and books.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, we used to, actually we had our, our first ever meeting of Sleeping Lion being a thing mm-hmm. at a at Trident in Boston. Oh my god, on, I was just there today.
2: I love I Trident. Love it.
0: We we have spent <laughs> countless hours so many there. hours. Because you just be surrounded by books, so you yeah. just pick a book off the shelf mm-hmm. and you'd be reading about that thing while you were waiting for somebody you're doing. It was just yeah. perfect. May I say their, their so menu good. is the
2: most extensive thing. I don't know if it was as extensive as it is now when you were there but it's like it's virtual and i felt like when i was getting lunch there on sunday i was just like scrolling scrolling <laughs> and i forever. was like you know what we have options um, they kind of have it. everything there
0: like yeah. they do you could which ever is want. wonderful but do they still have their liquor license cuz i used to go and get a beer oh. there <laughs>
2: That's a great question. Yeah, and they also no, they, they used to be
0: open till like two,
1: two in at the least morning, when yeah. I when I was in Boston last like somewhat recently I wanted to go to Trident uh-huh. and it looked like they closed at nine.
0: I'd go at nine like nine p.m. with all the work I had to do, grab a beer, grab a coffee drink them both you know i wonder why i have stomach problems now but like <laughs>
1: <laughs> but like you know it was that was the i did the many a final paper at trident's yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and i and they had these pancakes mm-hmm. it was banana foster pancakes it was like pancakes with like vanilla pudding and banana it was just it was and caramel it was delicious so good it was yeah
2: okay yeah, i can just talk
0: a, about trident forever
2: <laughs> i know i was just gonna say they have a maple latte that i'm a really big fan of Ooh, <laughs> Oh, that's
0: very this ironic. episode is brought to you by trident, trident Books trident and Books cafe right. keep it alive yeah. Yeah, <laughs> keep them alive actually for what it's worth. Remember
1: when they had that fire? I just I bought it. it was while I was living here, but I just bought a bunch of books from their website just to like send them some money.
0: Yeah. They had a fire, but it wasn't the fire that fucked them up. It's that their sprinklers ruined all the books. And there was oh, a bunch of water damage. And there was God. a bunch of water damage, yeah.
2: That's awesome.
0: Um, but yeah, they're they're back. You they know? are. Um their mugs are terrible. I wanted <laughs> to, I wanted to get like a, a commemorative Trident mug. Yeah. Uh, as people, as the five of you who follow us on TikTok now, uh, uh, I do mug reviews every once in a while. I'm a big mug connoisseur, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I I know a discountmug.com mug from a we got like an artist to make a series of mugs that we mass produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big old difference. And Trident, mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, <laughs> oh, discountmugs.com. I know it. I know it. I didn't buy it because you can do better. You can do better, and that's, that's good to uh, know. I That's will the not direct be to a mug from tri-life. But I think we were talking to Geordie about it. Like I used to, you know, bike for Uber Eats, mm-hmm. like on my bike in Boston. And I think that there's something really incredibly humbling about having a customer service job or having mm-hmm. a job. I mean, I was somebody's assistant for a while. I uh, mm-hmm. I, I called Berkeley alumni asking for money. That'll mm-hmm. humble you very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I'm still calling Berkeley alumni asking for money, so to speak. <laughs> um <laughs> But I think having those jobs and being able to recognize to really be a bug on a leaf of life.
1: Right. You yeah, know, right.
0: Uh, Puts you in a place of not just like understanding how to collaborate with people and respect your own boundaries and other people's boundaries, but also to have like some of these wins really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I've seen so many people who don't necessarily have a background in those sort of service industries, you know, who do come from a more privileged backgrounds. They get a big win. Yeah. And it doesn't mean anything right you know it's like winning a game of monopoly versus yeah versus like and it's significant like oh yeah like i remember when my friend says oh i don't have to cater ever again yeah wait no that was john bellion who said that yeah but my friend also caters right (laughs) our friend is not john (laughs) bellion but a friend of ours also caters and said something similarly but uh, yeah yeah, John Bellion said, all I was thinking about when I signed my first record deal was I'm never, gonna have to I'm cater never going to have to cater again. never going to have to cater again. Like it that was, shit. It
1: was. Sign- I think about that often too. Yeah. Just the, the And also the like, it's all or nothing. I'm not doing that again. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think the biggest, I mean, it's like totally taught me. I mean, I think I already knew just from my life in general, but like it really teaches you like how to treat people because I mm-hmm. had been on the end of like so many interactions where I was like. Am I not even human? Like, who are you talking to? Like, what do you see? And yeah.
0: You got to tip your waiters. Absolutely. Tip your bartenders.
2: Be nice to your cashier. Yeah. Especially at a bookstore.
0: Yeah. Like, I can't believe how many free showcases I've been to in Los Angeles where the act on stage, and usually they're a pretty small act, too. Like, it's not like they're like, you know unaware of things. It's not like they don't, you know, have to work their own jobs potentially too. Somebody acts on stage, don't say tip your bartenders. As if the showcase is free because of that, you know, (laughs) like tip your waitstaff.
2: Absolutely. Always. They work hard. (laughs) They work hard, They do work hard, but yeah,
0: how, how has it been since Cause I feel like, you know, there are certain strata, you know, there are certain like thresholds. Of course, we're always moving the goalposts, but like, how is it like releasing your most recent single? Like, what has it been like since the sort of first song has the TikTok moment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know?
2: Um, it's really interesting, especially since I'm at school and music is so separate from my academic and personal life, I guess. So I don't know. I mean, it feels really good to be like doing the thing I've always loved and been super passionate about, and like know that people are listening. Like that's the craziest, most wonderful feeling ever. But I think it's really funny when like I still go to class, and (laughs) it's like I'm living. I feel like I'm living two lives, if that makes sense. So are you are you
0: getting the best of both worlds? I am.
2: I'm getting the best of both worlds. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) It is interesting. Like I was gonna ask if like your classmates and your peers are you know aware of certain things, because like at Berkeley, for example, like when we got. Our first playlist back when that was like a big old deal, we were some of the first people to be doing like the um, hype machine blog into mm-hmm. Spotify playlisting pipeline yeah. in 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. Not that like it meant anything, you know, past that thing, but since we were early to it, there was some notoriety in the school. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I had people coming up to me like, Bro, like, so good to see you. Like, how are you doing? Hmm. And I'm like, I- We have never you? spoken before. <laughs> and mind you, I loved it. I'm like, Listen, you know you guys play your game. I'll play my game. You buy me lunch. I'm broke as shit. Let's (laughs) talk, you know? Yeah. Like, but is that,
1: is has that been in your experience or because it's not like a music centric school where people are just like, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm a psych major. Honestly,
2: it's really, I really appreciate it. I think I would feel really uncomfortable if, If something like that happened to me, but yeah, most people are just like, if they know who I am, they're very supportive and they're like, Hey, I love your new song. But I don't know. I I played a small like living room show in one of the dorms and there were like 20 people there. And that was the most exciting thing ever. Cause I was like, I cannot believe you like know who I am and wanted to come watch. (laughs) Um, But that, that was probably like the most attention i've gotten which is good i sort of want to keep it like you know academics music
0: (laughs) well i mean the fact that 20 folks and this is what i'm saying too about the people who can appreciate the little wins the fact that 20 folks feels great to you means that you know 350 are gonna feel fucking fantastic you know
2: yeah i Ten
0: thousand are gonna feel real real good
2: (laughs) (laughs) i can't even conceptualize i know
0: No, I mean it's all just it's all just perspective stuff. You know, we were doing the so far thing around that time Mm -hmm. as well, and yeah, I have a um, so far. This is one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Oh
2: really? I'm so excited.
0: Well, it's just it was it was one of those things where it's like you know we were in Boston, we were playing so many like bars and stuff where people weren't paying attention to like Mm. even just the switch of people not paying attention to just the basic singing along and paying attention. I mean, you're gonna have a great time, I think. You know?
2: Yeah, I'm so excited.
0: That's awesome. Do you have um, a state slash city in mind uh, when college is over?
2: Yeah, I'm thinking Nashville right now. I visited over winter break and it felt like a really good fit. So I don't know. I mean, I've never really lived anywhere but Vermont and and Mass. So I think... The South will be interesting, but I'm looking to sort of live in a place where music is central, and I think that's a good place to start.
0: So, can we uh can we pitch Los Angeles to you? Like, if I made a compelling <laughs> PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> yeah, uh, send it my would that way. Give deal? me yeah. give me
2: the power pitch. Yeah, I
0: mean Nashville's lovely. We uh we drove from Boston slash New York to LA, and we stopped in Nashville, and that was oh, wow. where we did our our first sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it's like now. I think the only person that we know in Nashville now is uh Connor from The Bachelorette. So a lot of our Nashville friends moved out of Nashville out yeah. here, but you always get a new wave of Nashvilleans.
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean Nashville is it's a great town. It's a great town for writing, like Capital yeah. W yeah. writing, which I think is fun. And the rent's a little cheaper. Right, a little. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not much. Oh yeah, yeah, I guess I guess it's gotten, it's gotten more expensive, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely sure. cheaper than Los Angeles, and that's yeah. that's worth something that's
0: actually yeah. worth quite a lot that's worth whatever worth the difference is yeah
2: a lot yeah it is <laughs> well
0: uh, hey it gives us another excuse to come to to nashville yeah. i mean uh charlotte sands is out there and she's fantastic cool the the nash villains mm-hmm. um but uh that's really cool and and honestly wherever you are i mean what's kind of cool about the music industry now is just how you know i mean i feel like la new york and nashville are all like just Hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. Check this yeah. out. And so people are just flying between those places so much. Yeah. I you know, I wouldn't be surprised if in the next couple of years. Artist-specific airline stuff. I mean, I know know Spirit Mm. Airlines does it Mm. now, but I just I wouldn't be surprised if like a lot more of that kind of um, artist geared travel options. And also,
1: you're able to get so far in your career from a bedroom, literally anywhere in the world, and then just take meetings in the big cities. And I feel like that's increasingly the model.
2: Yeah, that's Mm. what I've been doing. So definitely relate to that new aspect of the music industry.
0: Yeah, we're we're in the new frontier. You know, if anything, you'd go to Los Angeles to talk to a lady. That would tell you, hey, make more TikToks in your bedroom. Yeah, right. you exactly. That's, that's all it would be. <laughs> yep. It's like, could we have done this on a call? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It
1: could have been a call, yeah. but you, labels want to wine and dine yeah. you, right? That's half right. That's half the fun of, of doing well on the
0: internet.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. yeah. We uh, I don't know if Tori told you, but while you're in Los Angeles, I'm going to be in the Galapagos on a boat.
2: <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Um, I hope that uh that you guys get to meet in yeah, person. That'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be with uh with the Darwin tortoise. I was literally oh just gonna God. say
2: say hi to Darwin. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> he's, still, he's still there. Can you yeah, believe it? Yeah, l-
2: believe it or not, he's actually immortal and he lives yeah, yeah. in the he, yeah. he, he He's actually,
0: would you say he evolved? Yeah.
2: <laughs> See what that I did there. One point for the evolution joke. Hey, one point. Thank
0: you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Isabel Plus, are you ready for the question round?
2: The question round? I am. The
0: question round.
2: <laughs> I love <laughs> Alright,
0: let's start with the with the random question. What have you lost that you'd like to find? Oh. And I, I want to caveat this by maybe even splitting it up into an A and B section. The okay. A section being a physical item and the, the B section being something metaphysical.
2: Okay. Hmm. Let's see. well, all right, I've got one. I'm really, okay, putting these two words next to each other is interesting. I was gonna say, I'm really picky about picks, like guitar picks. And when I was in middle school, I had this pick I was really attached to, and I used it all the time. And I my mom bought me one of those like pick holders, and it sort of had this press down part in the middle. And I accidentally got my favorite pick stuck inside of the like, press down part so I could never get it out permanently stuck inside of the pick holder um so I guess it's not technically lost but I couldn't get it out of there and um I would really appreciate my lucky sixth grade pick back
0: <laughs> you somehow get it back and all of a sudden you're you're writing just like you did when you were in sixth grade
2: yeah exa- <laughs> only the hits in sixth. only grade. the hits yeah. yeah oh god okay something metaphysical oh I don't want to get like too serious I feel like
0: you can get a little serious. I'm going to get a little serious. Hmm. Noah, do you want to set the tone? I'm trying to think, okay. Literal and, and metaphysical. Okay,
1: literal. I'm having a hard time thinking thinking of one. The thing that comes to mind is my beautiful little filtered water bottle that was missing for several months before I found it on our friend Max's desk. <laughs>
0: Mm. (laughs) Um,
1: and it's so far past the statute of limitations of being able to ask for it back i don't even want it back we have a water cooler in our house Mm -hmm. but there was such a period of like missing the water bottle and being like where did it go you're not gonna ask for it fucking hell noah (laughs) um because it's max as well like i don't know yeah Um,
0: he's our best friend he's not gonna give a fuck
1: no i know but i don't know i just feel weird about it but um that's
0: the best answer. max if you're listening give noah his water bottle back and don't say a word (laughs)
1: I, or I guess I guess there's a there's the other thing is when I was a kid, I used to have this beanie baby sheep. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. That was my his name was sheep because I was very clever. And he what I didn't know until I was an adult is that I lost this sheep over and over and over again. And my parents just kept buying them and swapping them <laughs> out. And. And like and keeping up this myth that I had this one continuous beloved sheep, but actually I, I saw a couple of years ago just a jar of them, <laughs> of just oh them like God. on backup, which Many I think is sheep. such a beautiful like testament to parenthood and, and love and the myth making that we do to like raise yes. our children. But there was one time that and I don't know now, given that now this is kind of puzzling. Well, there's one time that I lost him at school and it just couldn't be found. And even as a child, there was a splintered reality between the original sheep and this one that I lost at school one day and then couldn't find and was absolutely devastated. And then there was a very like acknowledged replacement. And I feel yeah. like even though knowing now as an adult that there were many and there wa- the idea that there was one continuous beloved sheep is a myth, I think there was still that immense loss of the one that I lost. Yeah as a kid that I knew about oh. and I would like you know metaphysically if I had my druthers it would be really nice to have the first one the original because I think the original was actually lost for good
0: yeah my parents delayed a, a flight leaving LA when I was a child because I left my pajama Sam doll oh nice in a restaurant and we had to go <laughs> and we had to go back for it oh my god the things the things our parents do I know yeah, I was just gonna say like parenting that. am I am I better off for that, like, am I a better person because they did that, or would I be a better person if they said, "Fuck, the world's tough." Yeah, you know, that's if you impression. leave something somewhere, you know, uh, I don't know. That's that's a good one. Parenting philosophy. Yeah, I had like um, you know, I like have a minor thing for coin collections, and I I had this coin. It's called the Liberty Peace Coin, and it was made in the twenties. It's big, about like a little bit bigger than a like the JFK half dollar. Mm. And it has like the Statue of Liberty's face in profile. If you look it up, like look up Liberty Peace Coin, it's it's beautiful. And you could probably uh-huh. get it on eBay for like 80 to to $100 or something. And, you know, I'd read about it at one point and I really wanted one. And I saw at one point there was a kid who I really didn't like. He kind of bullied me. There was a kid next to me in class who was sort of just flipping one around. And you know, I said, "Oh man, that's a really cool dollar coin," and you know, kind of pretending like I didn't know what it was. And he's he's like, "Oh yeah, man, it's like really old too." And I'm like, "Oh man, well I'll I'll buy it off of you. Here's a dollar." And he's like, "Dude, it's worth more than a dollar. It's like from the 20s." I'm like, "Okay, here's five dollars." I knew it was worth a lot more than that, but I didn't like him, and I I conned him. But I I had this coin. I for a long time I thought it was like kind of a lucky coin. Like I really loved. It. I kept it in my wallet, and you know, I mean, I had it with me when a lot of like our first bits of luck started working. In our favor um and then in 2017 uh, i was pickpocketed uh, at oh. a dunkin donuts on mass ave and hadn't seen it since but i i didn't even want my wallet back i didn't you know care yeah. for anything in the wallet except for yeah except for that that coin that's
2: a bummer yeah.
0: So, so that's, I think, my, my like lost object that comes to mind metaphysically. You didn't answer the metaphysical. Yeah. I figured we'd all, we'd all do that as, uh, as okay. As the I'll start round. the metaphysical yeah, then. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you had asked me a couple weeks ago, I would have said my grandmother's voice because mm. for years, uh, I've been looking for a recording of my grandmother who died when I was six of cancer, who I was close with growing up. And I just, I remembered her voice, but I didn't hear it. There was no sort of sonic record of it, which just felt crazy because here we are, you know, hundreds of hours of my voice, right. but right. I can't hear the this person who I, I, you know, loved growing up. So, but for my birthday, I asked my mom and my dad, who are divorced, I asked them to get along. Not that they don't, but you know, whatever. I asked them to team up mm-hmm. to like digitize some of the VHSs that were like in storage mm-hmm. just to see, you know, they weren't labeled, they weren't anything, but maybe she was on there. And, and we found it. We found oh. a video of her. And it's literally just like her at like the preschool with my brother going like his nose is running and he doesn't have a tissue. But I yeah. to tell you, I like after three years of looking for this, I completely broke down and sobbed. Yeah. hearing her, her voice. It was just it was lovely.
2: That's wonderful.
0: But that doesn't count because I haven't lost it. It was lost, <laughs> but it was found. You found it. Yeah. Metaphysically, you know, I, I miss just driving around with my friends in my hometown. We used to set up hammocks in the woods. And make a little fire and just, I don't think I appreciated it. It's so stupid. I didn't appreciate my childhood when I had it, of course. But like when you're dealing with crushes and you're dealing with studying and you're dealing with all these like whatever, you don't really kind of just appreciate how magical some of that stuff. But there were some really magical moments of just driving around with my two best friends who are now 3000 miles away, you know, and and setting up hammocks in the middle of the woods that were 10 minutes from us, you know, on a perfect night. So, yeah, I, I miss that. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's wonderful.
0: All right, where are you at metaphysically, Isabel Plas?
2: Um, mine is less serious. <laughs>
0: hit me, hit me. It's okay.
2: I was talking about this with someone the other day. I recently went to Disney World, and there are obviously lots of children at Disney World, and they're very loud and they scream a lot. But they sort of are, get the excuse to scream a lot because they're children, and so like I wish I had the ability to like yell in public and nobody would really care. Uh,
0: yeah, that's that. beautiful. Yeah, uh, you know, re my friends in my hometown, the other thing we used to do was play manhunt which is where, yeah. you know, it was a big old I game of tag game. where you'd be running through everybody's yards and, you know, in the middle of the night just be running all around the neighborhood and whatnot. And as a kid, you know, if you're 12 or 13, you could run around your neighborhood playing tag and as long as you were quiet, it was no trouble. Could you imagine a 26-year-old running on somebody's yard? Like, I know you would get arrested. Yeah. Get arrested. yeah, absolutely. Like, if
2: not- I were to go out in public and scream, like, it would be concerning. But if yeah. I were a seven-year-old screaming, nobody would look twice.
0: That's such a natural way of expressing yourself, too. You know, it's I the know. most instinctual way of expressing ourselves. And, of course, <laughs> yeah. we've been raised to be like, no, you know. That's maybe why we like to play live, because you know, it's the only time we can go... Yeah, you can go, ah! Yeah. On stage, and it's great, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yes. All right, what have you lost, Noah? I
1: think... I've been thinking a lot about this. I think I've lost a sense of you know, read some of the stuff we've been talking about recently, unself awareness as a performer. I feel mm-hmm. like it's partially a necessary evil of becoming a better performer, becoming a more agile vocalist and and a more like skilled person and personality on stage and on camera. I just feel like I just used to not care mm. like the nature of what the performance was or if it was good or if it was bad. I feel like I look back on old songs that I wrote and like plays that I performed in and there was just such a like it's not necessarily confidence, but it's like an unself-awareness that I feel like now I envy in other people, but I had it too when I was younger. And I feel like yeah. part of the process of like growing up and becoming more critical and trying to improve the quality of my craft led to a sort of self awareness that I think now comes across when I'm trying to create that I miss the innocence of just creating without pretense. Of
0: course, nothing is more terrible than trying not to be self-aware. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It just just comes across terribly. I think it's the TikTok Catch-22 where it's like on the one hand all the advice is, oh, people can tell when you're trying too hard. People can tell when you're not being authentic, etc. And then on the other hand, well, don't say these certain words. Don't have that in the background. Make sure your lighting is okay. Make sure your audio is, you know, like all of these things where it's like don't be self-aware but be aware of these things about yourself and it's like, yeah, it's just it's, okay. there's, no, there's yeah. really no
1: winning, especially when like, just what if what if too. I want to try hard? What right. if I like trying hard? You know, right. like, I feel like that's that's part of my personality. So how do you put that across authentically and not come across as try hard, whatever the negative yeah. connotation of
0: that is?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's When, when we all started loving Bon Iver and, and we uh, and we threw Weezer to the curb.
2: <laughs> oh, Weezer. Yeah, uh, throw
0: some respect on, uh, <laughs> on the Green Album. I don't know. <laughs> I think Weezer's doing just fine. Yeah, oh, they're, doing,
2: they're doing, great. doing great. Yeah, they're doing great. They Uh-oh. don't need us. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what about OK Go? How's OK Go doing? I imagine like the house of every member of OK Go is just a series of treadmills and Rube Goldberg (laughs) (laughs) machines. Yeah, are they making Rube
1: Goldberg machines for TikTok now? I feel like I would have seen that on my For You page by now. You'd think Mm -hmm. that you'd think that OK Go would crush TikTok, but I think also they're probably also just sitting on a pile of money. They
0: probably are.
1: Continuing the question round. Continuing the question (laughs) round with a much more softball question. I I see
0: the lighting changing because it's you're on the East Coast, so it's like starting to get dark. (laughs) It's all good.
1: Isabel, what is your phone background?
2: Okay, it's my dog, one of my dogs, Jojo. He's a chihuahua schnauzer. He's specifically, we have a pet parade in my town, and it's a costume pet parade, so I made him a oh. bat costume, and he's- Oh, my God, <laughs> I love
0: dogs in bat costumes. Yeah. It's like, you're not a bat, you're a dog. <laughs> yeah.
1: Do you have a non-musical
0: hobby?
2: Yeah, recently it's been Legos. I can actually show you. Um, I
0: love that.
2: Oh, God, I don't want to drop it. This is my most recent.
0: For this reason,
2: thank you very much. Oh. I went to the Lego store. That's where I bought it. And I was like, this feels dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I, listen, I I appreciate the hell out of that. Now, OK, on Lego philosophy vis-a-vis the Lego movie. Mm. Are you a instruction uh, reader or are you a, a free ball?
2: <laughs> I'm an instruction reader. I, I struggle with, <laughs> with the idea of too much freedom. I think so. <laughs> Yeah, the instructions are nice. I can appreciate that. Me too. Me too.
0: Yeah. There's something very satisfying about doing Lego instructions. Yeah. That's yeah. why we get like really into Ikea as adults. Yeah,
1: I was oh, thinking about yeah. that. Although I think now that I'm presencing, because I... The, I
0: the, the, the Lego kids
1: to Ikea adult pipeline. But also the thing <laughs> that I'm now realizing is that like I would always follow the instructions and then completely demolish it and then strip it for parts and then make my own thing out of it. I'd follow oh. the instructions for that dopamine release of right. getting the thing right. But then at the end of the day... My ultimate goal was the freedom of creation. I think what's funny now, I love building Ikea furniture, but I'm also starting to build custom furniture of my own. And I feel like that's very much in line with how I used to, yeah, I'm building, I built these shelves that you can see behind us and I'm building a a bookcase for the studio. And I feel like that's, uh, I've been reflecting on recently on like where that comes from because it feels like it came out of nowhere. But then the more I look back on my childhood, I was like, I was always building something. Like before we had the internet, like that's what I did with my time. Like I would build, I built a trebuchet in my backyard. (laughs) I built a model of the international space station
0: i, I don't want to no. uh harp on on the subtle differences between you and i but i used to follow the instructions and not demolish them when they were done but any lego character like let's say i had a harry potter character or anakin skywalker character i would strip them for parts to create my own characters oh that's fun
2: Ooh, that's interesting you know
0: subtle differences between no Noah, <laughs> no Noah yeah I. Uh, in the video, in the VHS, is like the one that my grandmother was in. I found one of me like showing my Bionicles. Like, this yeah. is my Bionicle. I love, you remember <laughs> Bionicles? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is my Bionicle. This is, look at his <laughs> arm. His arm can move. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I love that you like Legos. So that's
2: awesome. Yeah. yeah. They bring me a lot of joy.
0: <laughs> I I can see the Lego kid to lyrical adult pipeline very clearly. <laughs> mm because I think a lot of producers like to cook because it's a lot more process yep, yep. oriented. But I think lyric writing is very like instant gratification, instant gratification. Yeah. Like, here's that couplet. Great. Here's this next couplet, which is very similar right. to like, the following of the instructions on.
2: Yeah. And you know. I think also like there's freedom in, in songwriting, but also there's structure. And that's what I really appreciated about it is like, yeah. you know, you can get creative, but also you have a certain form that you're trying to, to fit inside. And, and that makes me feel very secure, I think
0: yeah whereas I feel like production has too many choices like my brain gets really
1: bad yeah Yeah. and I feel like and this is not I mean take this with a grain of salt I feel like at least feeling wise it often tends to feel like there is in fact indeed a right answer when you're writing a song yes yeah in a way that's a little more nebulous with production like I feel like when you stumble on that line and then you're like oh that word doesn't work as well then you're like oh no that word that's it that's the word it feels like you've just been like correct you've checked a box like it feels less like you're pulling like I mean yeah you're pulling from the ether of endless possibilities but when you're writing it feels like you're there is ultimately that instant gratification when you get it right and it feels like no this is what it was meant to be all along
0: well and i've said this in the real world i don't know if i've said it on in podcast town but like i think that when it comes to production so much of that is married to technology and the zeitgeist Mm -hmm. whereas like songwriting can be timeless. I mean we are we were just before we went on FaceTime, like we were listening to songs in the public domain and those are still mm-hmm. good songs. Mm-hmm. Right. But like you know if you listen to you know uh, the chain by Fleetwood Mac, yeah. like that was good production for the time and arguably still good production, still. but it's not like that's what we're referring to when we talk about production. And if right. they were making the chain today, maybe they would write the same lyrics and the same melodies but the production would be different. Like, I feel like yeah. there is a sort of timelessness to the way that we write, you know, if we so choose. You can write yep. about current events for sure, but...
2: Moving right along.
0: All right, important, question. important question. Very
1: important question. Okay. Would you be a pirate?
0: Arr.
2: Yes, I would. Good, yeah, I love no further that.
1: questions. Good,
2: great, <laughs> perfect that was
0: easy yeah easy. one one more for the crew yeah
1: <laughs> it's gonna be a large ship
0: can't wait put uh, me in um, coach it's a brigante me it's a brigante <laughs> a brig it's
1: a brig no Love. Yeah. um next Brigantine. question Brigantine. no is that it i don't know a brigadier no that's like no a brigadoon
0: no brigade no sorry no that's not it either
1: <laughs> a brig
2: i'm no help here i, I had no nothing brig about for sure but yeah
1: um all right next question uh do you have any tattoos
2: I don't, but I really, I think I'm going to get one soon of um the mountain lion in Vermont, like the, the silhouette of the mountains. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. Wait, the
1: mountain line or the mountain lion?
2: The line, like, I'd, I'm the word is leaving my head, you know, like the, the silhouette. Horizon?
0: Like horizon? Yeah, yes. like the uh, yeah. silhouette of a mountain. Okay, cool. I love that. That's, that's gorgeous. Yeah.
2: yeah. Thank
0: you. Um, that's so pretty. That would be so cool. I love that. Do you have an artist for it?
2: Um, There's an all-female artist tattoo shop in Burlington, so I think I'll go there. That's that sounds
1: yeah. fun. Uh, what was the first concert you ever attended?
2: Kelly Clarkson. Ooh. Ooh, yeah, 2008, I think. That's
0: so yeah. good. That's prime Kelly Clarkson time. I was, time. like, the first song that I ever put on, like, repeat on my iTunes was um, Behind These Hazel Eyes.
2: Oh, so good. Yeah. What a What a song.
0: What a tune. Truly.
2: Oh. Yeah. She played Since You've Been Gone, and I remember, like, I was screaming the words, and I was there with my grandparents, and they were like... <laughs> We didn't think you'd do this, but I'm glad you're having a good time. <laughs>
0: did you? I didn't know this until like very recently. But did you know that um, "Breakaway" was originally Avril Lavigne, right? Yeah. Yeah. I heard her version for the first time, and my brain broke. Yeah. yeah. It
2: sounded yeah. I know it. It makes sense. if She gave it to Kelly Clarkson. I think it was a little bit too like almost. I don't know. She said it was singer- too. Singer songwriter
0: for her. For her. Yeah. 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 But then of course she does. I'm with you. Like. Right. <laughs> That's so
2: true. I know. She's yeah. super talented. I like didn't know she was, you know, as much of a songwriter as she is, but she's yeah. crazy.
0: I mean she's got more hits than, yeah. than a punching bag. I don't know. <laughs> <More hits laughs> than <a> punching bag. <laughs> oh my god.
1: Can you recommend uh, our listeners in Listener Land a movie, a book, and a TV show?
2: Hmm, okay. Movie, my favorite movie is Emma the twenty twenty version. I don't know why. I think it's my comfort movie. Uh, Emma? Yeah, Emma the Jane Austen, like adaptation. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I think it just captures the essence of the book very well. Um let's see, a book I just read. Okay, right now I'm reading The Atlas Six, which I think is like really big on TikTok. So, you know, it's really good. I'm a fan of any like magical realism. Oh, Uh,
0: I haven't heard of it, but I'm also intermittently on TikTok. <laughs> only only when my partner sends me things.
2: <laughs> TV show. I've been really loving Abbott Elementary. It's like Ooh. really funny and cute. And I don't know, just a good nice break from real world.
1: All
0: right, next question.
1: Uh, do you have a scar with a story?
2: Um... Almost every single one of my scars comes from. I used to play basketball, um, oh, and so I guess the most visible one is like on the back of my hand, and and one of my teammates clawed me, and oh. it's left a serious scar. <laughs> you know, one high of your school basketball clawed you. Yeah, it wasn't even wasn't another it, team.
1: was friendly fire. One yeah, of my wow. t-
2: yes. Yep.
1: Incredible. Yep. A2, uh,
0: Brute.
2: Yeah, yeah, A2, Brute. Yeah.
0: Incredible. Yeah, I always pronounce it Brute because I don't know how anything is pronounced ever. Brutus.
2: Again. Why? why? Not you,
1: Brutus. Not you, Brutus. <laughs>
0: Brutus. What? I didn't see this coming at you all. You were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance to the forest, not join them.
1: Nice. Um, Sorry. <laughs> all right. Uh, next question What are three thoughts you have at this moment? This very moment?
2: Three thoughts? Hmm. Well, I guess I—I've been thinking about it. I left my mic stand at home, and I really <laughs> wish I brought it to school with me. Um, looking forward to dinner, and looking forward to sleeping tonight. Wow, those are three really boring thoughts. Sorry. No, I mean that's, listen.
0: Uh, ice cream seller and poetry extraordinaire Bobby Frost once wrote, "Miles to go before I sleep." Yeah. Um, we love Yeah, he he never stole Robert. ice cream. I just I just think that it's funny that we could make his name Bobby Frost. Oh, nice, Bobby Frost. but yeah, but yeah, he said miles to go before I sleep. Yeah, he was I love that about, poem. He was thinking about sleep. I think sleep yeah.
1: and food are always valid things to be thinking about think
0: in so. the back of your brain. I think I am. Some... I am actually. I am <laughs> thinking about how there are miles to go before I sleep. I have. Yeah. I have a big old day ahead of me, and it started very early and uh, scatological. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. With some excrement. Excrement, yeah. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs>
0: You've been such a team player, thank you. <laughs> of
2: course.
1: <laughs> um, and lastly. Lastly. Uh, what are you looking forward to?
2: Um. I think I'm looking forward to, I don't know, what the future has to hold. I'm, I'm very excited about all the, the music that I've been creating and get to put out into the world and excited to graduate. And um, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the future.
0: Well, we are big fans. You're awesome and hilarious. And this has been just such... Uh, such a great chat and first meeting and everything. I, I'm Same. extremely bummed. I was bummed before this conversation. I am now extremely bummed that I'm going to be uh, hanging with Darwin while you're in town. But I do hope you guys can connect, and I hope yeah. that Absolutely. you you visit LA again. I'm sure I will soon. I hope you and have a
2: wonderful time on the Galapagos Coast. <laughs>
0: thank you. Yeah, I'm really I'm really complaining. I'm I'm so upset <laughs> <Right>. about. <laughs> The, the chance to live out my pirate fantasy of yeah. being, on a, being on a long nest. <laughs> so, <sound laughs> but no, this is awesome. We're we're just we're big fans of you, and we're rooting for you, Thank you every step. So just you know, keep doing what you're doing, and we'll see you wherever wherever you wind up being. You know.
2: Thank you very much.
0: Thanks I for mean. thanks for being here, and we'll we'll talk to you soon.
2: Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm Steven. Sets. I've been watching too many movies.
1: We would like to thank Isotope and New Wave for their support of Talking Lion. We would also like to give a big thank you to Mason Maggio for editing this episode. Thank you for listening and see you next time.